hello, hello, and welcome back to the A Show with the Kings, a pro wrestling podcast. I'm Justin, here with Meals. What's up, Meals? Hey, man, we're here. We are, yeah. we are in our post-Usher Super Bowl universe. What did we think? What was your early thoughts? Can I be real with you? If you didn't see it, I'm going to strangle you. <laughs> I didn't see it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I didn't watch, man. You know me. I keep telling people. But it's Usher. It's Usher, bro. I feel like this is the 13th, 14th time I've said this this week. Like, if I am not interested in something, I will never see it. I just wasn't interested. You could watch it on YouTube right now. (laughs) I just just wasn't interested. It has nothing to do with, like, I think it sucked or... um, You you don't like Usher? I love Usher. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. I love Usher. Okay. Okay. I, I just wasn't. I. I. I wasn't feel. I. You know. I wasn't feeling watching it. I think. What did I do? I was taking a nap at like six o'clock. I took a nap. For Usher is crazy. Yeah, dude. I didn't watch it's it at the, all. It, it I, I, you know, the highest telecast that's ever existed on the planet Earth. <laughs> but you know what's funny is that like, um, you know what's funny. Uh, what's funny is that I planned on watching it this week, just not like in me. It was, it was, it's like in my backlog. I actually was, was like, I gotta watch Ninja Kamui first before I watch that. So I watched the first episode of that today. I've not seen that, but I've seen Usher like millions of times by now. And I'm, I'm, you know what? I don't know, man. <laughs> what I do? Not watch Usher. Not watch Usher. What's wrong with you? I was, I was, you know. You don't fuck with Usher. Just admit it. You don't fuck with Usher. I don't fuck with football. So like that's the that's the big thing right there is that like I would have never. You know what I mean? I would never do that. So I would have never watched it. I don't really mess with football either, but it was a good game. Um, but hey, um, so that um. It is, of course, Valentine's Day. Um, if you're ever listening to this on free, it's Valentine's Day. If you're not, it's not. Um, nothing? Anything? You feeling the love? Are we, really what do feeling, we do? I'm not feeling Valentine's Day, but you know what? I woke up and I said, I'm about to make a change. Okay, good. Because this Usher thing is concerning. So hopefully. <laughs> oh, it's I didn't. I didn't want to watch this shit. I didn't want to watch it. Okay, watch okay. It. All right. Well, well, listen. Um, I'm feeling the love. I made a. I got up and made a protein shake this okay. morning. I said I'm gonna get From up. Love. I'm gonna do things. I'm gonna do things different. I got up. I sat up on the couch this morning instead of just laying down. You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, yeah. And I, I was like, I'm doing. I'm doing things different today. So I actually okay. feel really good today. So maybe you get a positive me today on the show. Okay, maybe, maybe. Well, listen, if you're into Valentine's Day and you have not yet checked out our Instagram page, we have our own version of Love and WWE. We got Dion, Milan. They're watching WWE. We just uploaded another set of videos today. I think that might be it for the week. They got more, but it's like <laughs> the amount I had to edit was kind of crazy. But it's like if I could find a place where to upload it in full, I want to show you guys because there's so much stuff that I had to edit out because if you don't make a reel on reels, it's only limited in 90 seconds, um, which is nuts. Um, 
I guess Instagram television. Remember IGTV? Remember that? Yeah, they really tried with that one. Yeah. Um, so we can't upload the whole thing yet because I would have loved to upload the whole thing and let you guys see how like <laughs> crazy all their stuff was. But if you go to our Instagram, they're definitely there for amazing videos, watching stuff, um, commenting on stuff. We just uploaded the one where they um, they rate these couples they ship out of 10. You know, we got Edge and Lita, we got Triple H, Stephanie, um, Eddie Guerrero, China, Booker T, Charmel, and many, many others. So make sure you log into the Instagram and shout out to Dion and shout out to Milan and shout out to everybody celebrating Valentine's Day today or tomorrow. Um, uh, let's see. I turned 34 soon. I'm pretty excited yeah. about that. No, I forgot your birthday's coming up. Yeah, I bet you did, huh? Um, coward. <laughs> <laughs> I was just literally a coward. <sighs> I don't know, man. What? I don't know. I'm getting old. Well, it is. Yeah, it is. It's getting harder to wake up. Um, <laughs> every morning. My um, back be hurting. <laughs> you. We need to. We need to get into like a show yoga, a show Pilates, a show one of them things, man. We need to like have someone who's like Pilates instructor, yoga instructor. It's just a live thing on the a show stuff. Like let's get let's get let's promote fitness and health and wealth in 2024 for our listeners. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let's let's open our own performance center and uh and and, and enjoy that because, you know, we're all getting older. Except maybe like uh Except maybe like Brad Bosa, he's still pretty young. But everyone else is getting pretty old. <laughs> hey, man. I said today this morning, I was like, I'm really afraid of being old. I did something with my hand. But like I was like shaking my hand like like in the air. And I was like, damn, I really don't want to be like one of the old people to just be shaking all the time. I really feel like just kill me. But like when I'm 55, just, just end it. How active are you if you had to? Like, active and, like, like if you had to fill out the chart and they're like, how active are you per week? Do you actively work out one to three times per week, two to three times, zero times? Five out of ten. Five out of ten? Okay. Yeah. Five out of ten. Because I want to make sure everyone's active. I had a friend um, who was not active, had never gone to a gym in his life when he was, like, 20. Um... He might have been, he's in his early 20s and yeah. was. He is, well, I guess he was in his early, he's not dead is what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> but he was definitely like big gamer, big lazy, sit down, lie down, very slumped, very much so like a low-key a schlub kind of. Um, they found out like because he never worked out, like his mu- his muscles and bones and stuff just like started deteriorating. Like it just like from just like not being used, like not being tested at anything at all. He was just like incredibly weak, like had no strength, had terrible back pains, had all these other things that are like crippling. I was like, damn, you really got to like, your body is like really like one of those temple things. You know what I'm saying? Like you really got to like maintain it. You got to build it. You got to do all the other stuff like that. So um, keep that in mind. I went for a run on Saturday and almost died yesterday. But you used to be uh, like, I, you used to be like, like fitness man. 
You're not fitness man no more. You just big for no reason now. I wow. Um, <laughs> I used to be, but it doesn't interest me to like lift up heavy weights anymore. That's kind of the thing with it. Like I'm not. I don't feel challenged by it. I feel more inclined with running and stuff. That's more of a challenge to me because I can't seem to like get over that hurdle. Um, and when I did back in 2020, it was amazing. Um, runner's high is a very real, 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 real thing. But like lifting up heavy stuff is not interesting to me anymore. Like it's actually kind of like painful. Um, and I remember I would like come home with all these injuries and stuff. Not like injuries, but like when you lift up, I think your body's not supposed to be like lifting up heavy, heavy, heavy things on a regular basis like that um, after a certain age, especially if you've been doing it since you were like 17 years old. So, um, yeah, I don't, when I go to the gym now, you know, on the times that I do now, I haven't been in a while. I've just been like not feeling it, but I don't lift up heavy stuff, bro. Just go for. I do some calisthenics, do some like whoop my ass. Then that's what you're saying to me right now. You can whoop my. What ass. do you mean? Uh, I feel like I'm. Maybe I don't know. I, I wouldn't <laughs> if 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 you're concerned about that. I wouldn't um, under any circumstances. But yeah. Okay. Well, that's good to know because I think that you could break a wall with your fists. That's how big you are. When I saw you if, for the first time a year ago, I said this nigga could. This nigga could legitimately be a wrestler. I feel like I could. I feel like in a past <laughs> life, bro, you're gonna take a bump and shit your pants. No, man, nah. I've, I'm like mentally committed to it. Like that's actually we got to talk offline because I we got uh, something I need to talk to you about, especially regarding wrestling. But okay. um, that sounds ominous. But all right, no, it's not ominous. Don't do that. It's it's just an opportunity. <laughs> um, but no, it's a. I am, yeah, that is me. These foot long cookies that Subway's trying to peddle to our community. I have not stepped in a Subway since like maybe like 2013. So these motherfuckers are serving foot long pretzels, churros, and cookies, bro. And niggas is eating them the long way. They're eating them long way. <laughs> the. I love the experimentation with different foods from different things. Cause now you can't like five dollar footlongs, first of all, inflation has just gone up so high that five dollar footlongs are probably not even a thing anymore. And if they are, they're probably from the cheapest materials that have ever existed on the planet Earth. Yeah, like um, like the, the turkey so thin that is fucking uh Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the only things like they used to do like after a while they used to do, give you the five dollar footlongs but you could only select certain meats you know what I'm saying like tuna <laughs> bologna all types of other stuff like that yeah but um nah I mean that seems yeah it seems kind of insane for like a yeah. footlong cookie like yeah. nah 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 um but now McDonald's is doing the, the double Big Mac. Have you seen that? Yeah, that that to me is uh that to me is really what's gonna speed up the end of this this, this thing we call it <laughs> Because that's why people this is why people make fun of us. Like literally this is like true. this is why people make fun of us. Is because of that. Who was asking for a double Big Mac, bruh? You can barely keep it real. 
How many people, and I want to know this for real, for real. This is like actually a question. How many people have gotten a Big Mac before and it actually looked like what it looked like on the commercial? And it wasn't just a bunch of lettuce and a small ass patty. It has never looked like what it looks like on the commercial. I have, it is I have eaten a Big Mac and I've gotten to the end of the patty before I got to the end of the bread, bruh. That's how funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Big Mac's I mean uh, Yeah, nah, Big Mac's is Big Mac's kind of crazy. Um and now, we'll never, I mean, we'll never return to the time of the, the KFC double down. That was just like peak. Like, we've gone too far. We've, it, made way for, um, it made way for Trump, the, the double down. <laughs> Is that what it did? Yeah, it made way for Trump. The double down was nuts, bro. Let's take two chicken patties, <laughs> and that's the bread. And it's really just like a BLT without the L. Um yeah, we're we're never gonna live that down. Um, also, a very interesting tidbit from last week. I've I forgot to say it on the end of the podcast, but it was like probably the most interesting thing. Did you know last week was the first episode that we did not talk about AEW? <laughs> no way. We did not talk about AEW at all last week. They don't. I mean, to be fair, they don't got nothing going right now. I mean, they got one thing going, but now, but I mean, we talked about the, the, you know, is that something they're going to, they're going to do the major announcement jazz and all this other stuff like that. But realistically, we did not talk about AEW. We went right into, I mean, we talked about Mercedes and stuff, Monet watch, but not really anything AEW wise. It's kind of crazy. Is WWE eating them um, up like that? You know? Bruh, I'm gonna tell you right now, they're not even a fart <laughs> right now. <laughs> These numbers, <laughs> I'm looking at them like Jimmy Butler, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> not even a fart, bruh. <laughs> it's not looking good. It's not looking good, my man. But I mean, I think we got we we're talking about them today, so they should their fans should feel happy that we absolutely we feel a little vindicated, get a little hay in their blood. Um but there's a lot of bit, there's quite a bit we have to talk about this week. We got these two major shows. First of all, I think shout out to everyone who um, not subscribed to the Patreon, but you should definitely subscribe to the Patreon to hear our reviews on Raw and SmackDown. I think Raw and SmackDown now that they've like clearly we're heading towards something. We have gotten some great matches and competitive action on that show. Like it things is things are happening. Things <laughs> are happening. You know what I'm saying? And I'm here matches we've never seen before. And they're getting time and all these other things like that. Like, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. So make sure you guys, if you haven't already, get on the Patreon, listen to us talk about Raw and SmackDown, all the other stuff like that. But before we get into that. Last Thursday was the, hey, we're getting to it now. Like, last Thursday was like the inflection point of when they, they turned shit up. Like, now, now they're cooking with gas. <laughs> let, let, let's talk about it in full. Because last Thursday starts before... Um, before the event itself, The Rock okay. shows up on Pat McAfee. Listen, I don't, I've never seen a bigger dick rider in my life than Pat McAfee. <laughs> Are we serious? The way this nigga was acting on Raw this week? I, I know we're skipping ahead, but Jesus Christ. He is, he's doing a lot. The, 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 the period where I was genuinely excited for him has generally faded. Um, because one, yeah. he left. <laughs> Yeah, bro. Like, and, fuck. 
Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of a lot. But nonetheless, I mean, his entire show is that. But he shows up. The Rock shows up. They're in Vegas last week because of the Super Bowl. Um, Rock shows up on the show. It's his first kind of like public speaking thing since the whole We Want Cody jazz that happened last Friday. So, you know, <laughs> people are tuned in. He coins the term Cody Crybabies. And maybe that should have been like our tip off of like, oh, they're going to go in a different direction with this. Um, but he coins the term Cody Crybabies. Everyone feels vindicated. Everyone's clapping like the wars on the timeline. Yeah, Cody Crybabies, give me a shirt. Give me two. <laughs> Listen, the the here's the thing is that like not only did the pro the 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 pro Cody people get work, the pro rock people got work the worst because they were doing all types of rioting, bro. It was like, well, you see. It's big business, baby. And it's just like, uh, uh, no, <laughs> you got work too. And the, the, the funniest part is that they tried to act like they weren't being worked. And they tried to act like like they weren't just telling people it's, it's a business. It's all about money. And it's just like it went right back to it. Because like you notice like after the decision was made on Thursday, they shut the fuck up. Like They had nothing else to say. I mean, because at the end of the day, they still get in the rock, but we're still getting what we want to. So it's it's kind of crazy. I never thought in any world Roman Reigns would be working twice at WrestleMania this year. Um, but I guess that's what's going to have to be. I mean, to be honest with you, three out of four of them are working twice, <laughs> you know, at WrestleMania this year. But um, that kind of like set the stage, which eventually led into the WrestleMania kickoff of it not press conference we were led astray we were told <laughs> it would be a press conference but what it really was was they a changed, keynote <laughs> they changed the the wording around it to like press event i want to say a little bit earlier that day um, it was press I, event initially and then it got turned to kickoff special yeah yeah and then it was like once you saw the production behind it, which was like, this was a real deal production. Like you could go back and watch this right now. It's like an hour, a little bit under an hour long on the, on the network. And it was moving. It, it was really short. Michael Cole, Pat McAfee, Big E, CM Punk. I was like, what is going on here? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They were trying to have their own like insider NBA kind of vibe to it. Yeah. Like it, it, it was, it was really like, I was just really impressed with it. They even had the AR graphics. I was like, "Yo, they really, they really like brought the whole graphics package to to um, Las Vegas." So I, I, I was digging it. Yeah, Bianca Belair come out. She's talking about you know what I'm gonna do for WrestleMania once everyone else figures it out, and also loving WWE. That was why she was there. <laughs> that, that was why she was there. Um, they had Rhea Ripley come out. Which they have have they telegraphed anything more than Rhea Ripley versus B- Becky Lynch ever? <laughs> no, but I, I mean uh, Roman and Cody. But like, I, I think you have to do that, and you have to put some like legitimate doubt in people's heads that it could happen because there's still doubt that it could it could not happen. You know what I mean? Like the elimination. There's n- there's no doubt in my mind that Becky versus Rhea is not happening. Yes, like they've been. We know how this works, Mills. We know how this works, so that's why we of don't course. have. So like it's a it's I, a business. I gotta I have to judge it on the merits of how they're telling the story. So like this, okay. the story that they're telling right now is that like there's a possibility that Becky won't make it. I think there's no possibility that Rhea loses in Australia, but like they're they're like, yo, Becky could not make it because Bianca Belair is in the match now. 
um, Liv Morgan's in the match. And she's she's coming for revenge. Like they've all been built really well, and we'll talk about that on the show a little bit later. But like, I think that you have to put it there where it's like, yo, you have to like create some doubt that this could happen. Um, but also like, kind of gauge. They're gauging to see how people want to see this, and I think they're from Thursday all the way to Monday. People rightly want to see this match. I mean, yes, for sure. But they have telegraphed it hard. I'm telling you that it's a. But nonetheless, I mean, we're here. Um, that eventually led to what we dub as the main event of this kickoff special. It was Roman. Well, first of all, I think it was Seth that came out first. Was it Seth that came out first? Uh, yes, it was Seth. Seth came out first. He wants answers um, regarding what his WrestleMania plans are going to be. Then Roman comes out. And Roman, you know, him and him and Seth have been uh, at odds a little bit. But it was nice seeing them, like, face-to-face. Like, mm-hmm. they're really genuinely foils of one another. And I think in another, you know, another world as well, this is a match that people also wanted for WrestleMania 40, you know? Yeah. Um, before the world championship kind of got established. But Roman Reigns comes out. Does the whole shtick. You're wearing your wife's clothes. And he says, essentially, since Cody can't make a decision, I'm going to make the decision for him. And the main event of WrestleMania is going to be Roman Reigns versus The Rock. They roped us. And, you know, from, that moment, from that moment, they roped us. <laughs> well, they, they put Rock and Roman on the little, Kyrie, you know, the little Titantron things. <laughs> they change it at the end, which is funny. <laughs> which is good. It's, listen... Every part of this is how you is how you do it. Every part of like I have to say like I got got everybody got got. You know what I mean? Everyone fell into it. We all got really you know what I'm saying? We all got really invested. And I think that you know that is the 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 best thing about this is that we all were invested whether we liked it or not. We were invested to see what they were going to do. And I think from the moment he said I choose the rock Everybody booed <laughs> in the arena. Everybody booed because the Rock then comes out to a chorus of boos, and you know he's not doing—he's not necessarily like uh, he's doing the acknowledgement of it. He's looking around. It's like a little fur on his eyebrows. Like it's not the people's eyebrow, but it's a little like, "What's going on here?" Yeah. Um, and he eventually comes out. And he says that this match has been in the making for God knows how long. And this is something that's within the family. And he proceeds to put up this 40 foot. <laughs> well, before that, before that, he, okay. I, I got to commend him here. Cause, cause you gotta, you gotta kind of walk through the stages of, we were still thinking he was attempting to be babyface at this point. So remember this, like we're still thinking he's like, Oh, I'm, I'm still going to try and try and do this. Right. So he's, he's doing the, the catchphrases. He's doing everything. And I, I, I will commend him for his acting skills here because he did look legitimately ruffled. You didn't know what the plan was at this point, but like he could, you know, he probably was actually ruffled. <laughs> I think knowing that he had to like knowing what he had to do, he probably was like, "No, this is good." Like, I, I think this is like a really good sleight of hand trick by by The Rock and booking here, because right. he's doing that and he slips into Cody Crybaby stuff. And from that moment of Cody Crybabies, it's like, oh, he's about he's really laying it, he's laying it thick. He thinks that Cody's kind of like the Cena adjacent 
type foil here. But I'm like, you know, when he was facing Cena, he was still doing that heelish stuff, but he was getting cheered for it at that time. It's not yes. happening at that time. So when he does the family tree, I said, oh, no, this is great because he just turned heel. He, he literally just turned heel there. And it was like, no, there's no way they'll have these two egomaniacs main event of WrestleMania together. That's just not going to happen. When they did the handshake meals, that was the moment where it was like, "Oh, this is this is this is Rock and Vince, or this is Austin Vince." At this point, I felt, he, like, the, I, I felt like the I felt like the handshake was like the acknowledgement of like this is bigger than us. Like this is for tribal, this is for our family. This is something you know along those lines. And then Cody comes out. I'm not sure what the production decision was to not have him come out with music, but I guess they didn't want it to be too distracting. Um, he comes out like, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> <laughs> this is bullshit. He hit the uh, he hit the, the wire shit. Shout out to um, <laughs> shout out to Lance Reddick, RIP man. He hit the this is bullshit. <laughs> he comes out. First of all, I'm watching this as we're doing this. Right, the Rock immediately stands on the side of Roman. Very subtle touch. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He comes out on his side. Seth is on the other side with Cody. And he's like, listen, Rock. Unfortunately, it's not your decision to make. And I'm like, nigga, you're the one who said six days ago. It was his decision to make, but all right. That's why I don't get the whole, like, this was the plan the entire time. Like, Yeah, yeah. Because here's my thing. They could easily, and they could still do this. There's a couple weeks left. They have to they have to create a situation, right, where that phone call or whatever conversation that was going on between Cody and and Rock that Cody was was legitimately bamboozled by somebody that has a little bit more wisdom than him, has more, you know what I mean, has more clout than him at that point. They have to make it as though like Rock had his own machinations for doing what he did. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And they have to, they have to like and I and I think that it's 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 implied in the text that the rock did that for his own selfish reasons, but they're not saying it. And I think they should probably say that pretty soon. I think they should say it on Friday when the rock shows up. Yeah. Um, Because they, the conversation, we still don't know what it was. He alludes to it. Cody does allude to it on on the, on, on whatever happened Thursday, but again, mm -hmm. it's like, what was the, what was the, 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 the real, you know, the conversation that happened, but now you see that The Rock had his own selfish reasonings for it, and I think that Cody, if not saying it Thursday, could probably say it down the line. He says that the main event will be Cody Rhodes. He's finishing his story. He's finishing against Roman Reigns. Literally, the, the little time Tron thing changes in real time. <laughs> Which is the best part. It's like, oh, shit. Um, you gotta and, love the, you gotta love the, the pop when that happened and it wasn't a big um it wasn't a, a big arena but it still sounded pretty loud but also the youtube chat i was on youtube looking at it the youtube chat was it fucking exploded bro of course this was this was people getting what they wanted and you know they talk about families and stuff like that and cody rose essentially says like listen if your if your ancestors were here they would be ashamed <laughs> Then Rock's face changes. <laughs> Rock's face changes. Like, who the f this Suddenly, I'm like, I, I was like, Rock, would you do this if someone thing Rocky Johnson? 
if that side of your family got insulted, if someone said you ain't a real nigga, Rocky Johnson, he'd never been one, um, would he have the same gusto? But nonetheless, The Rock steps forward, and suddenly he's in the foreground, and Roman Reigns is in the background. Yeah. And he walks over to Cody. And I don't think Cody, it, it looks like in this moment that Cody's not even like, he doesn't even, he's not, he's processing all these things that happened, but he didn't think that this would ever be the situation that could ever happen. This is legitimately like Loki a swerve, where The Rock is essentially saying, You insult his family. You are insulting my family. You insult his ancestors. You insult my ancestors. And the one thing you're not going to do is insult our family. And he slaps Cody across the face. And it gets crazy. I mean, I love, first of all, I love Pierce, Triple H, all this in the background as well. Um, kind of representing it all, kind of to break it all up. I love Seth also getting into it. I love Roman getting into it. I love that they've kind of set the stage up um, for all this to occur. And in in one hand, I appreciate it because it's because of what it, you know they uh, we eventually got what kind of like what was supposed to happen. We got Cody versus Roman WrestleMania. We got a very int- intriguing thing. But it was also like part of it's like theater. And yeah. it kind of like felt like it in the most rawest, realist, organic way. Like legitimately watching four performers sell this thing on stage in front of an audience. Not even just the ring, but just like on stage and having to pull off those kind of performances, having to tell that kind of story um, without it being too heavy handed. You know what I'm saying? Um, letting your you you aren't told that the rock is turning heel you are now seeing it happen kind of like in real fashion as the moment he steps in front of roman is the moment everything shifts you know and it was just Also also roman just kind of being this fucking baby shit heel like it's like his whole demeanor changed when when uh rock got beside when he got behind the rock like now it's it's almost like the the that roman is letting rock lead him and that is the craziest part it's amazing and it'll be interesting to see how that uh how that dynamic continues to unfurl itself on smackdown because i know you said in, in the discord you said very something that's very very interesting you was like this also could potentially set up the stage for a roman face turn and i was yeah. like oh Oh, wow. It's how it happens. It's how it's happened. Like, <clears throat> to me, you make money off of and, and again, like I, I gotta I gotta I gotta eat crow here too a little bit. Like Rock saying this is a long storyline. We're thinking that he we, we were thinking that he was talking about before. I'm like, no, this is right. Like, am I wrong here? This is the beginning of the Rock Roman storyline here. Like this, this is this is the beginning. Like this is technically the beginning of, of what they're trying to do. And I think you get a lot of money out of the fact that like you know, if Roman loses at WrestleMania, he falls out of he falls out of stature with Rock, and at that point, Rock becomes a bigger heel by fucking the the Rock or fucking up Roman or taking his bloodline and leaving Roman with nothing. That is what Cody said. He wants to take everything. He's be a a, a, a chief without a tribe, and I think that's what you got to go to to have a a really good babyface Roman is to have everything taken away from him and him have to get it back. And that to me, that's a really good story. 
the post-match incident, Triple H is being interviewed in real time backstage after everything's kind of broken up. And he was like, you know, things got crazy out there. Um, we all just got to remember to be professionals about this. As Roman and Rock from the, first of all, also, they had the little post-match thing where Punk is just like, <laughs> yeah, punch him in the face. Punch him in the face, man. I like Punk. Chill, chill, chill. Because you know what talking just, Rock just looks from the stage. <laughs> It's just like, who's this nigga talking about? <laughs> I love that part. Um, but yeah, we go to the backstage. Roman and Rock kind of like come from the background. Roman, Rock leading Roman, by the way. Um, looking bigger than Roman, looking more important than Roman. He says, well, you Roman, need to- Roman got in his, his car. You feel me? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let him drop my top. <laughs> hey, yo. Um, but, uh, but um, he says, you better fix this. And you need to fix this now. And it, um, he says, you know, no one's going to talk about our family like that before I slap him in the face. All types of cussing. I was like, you're allowing a lot of cussing here. Ooh, Seth, different era. Seth. Us no bleeps. <laughs> Seth was hey, going man, this, on. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. <laughs> you know, you know Seth. Um, and it set the stage. Can we can we talk about SmackDown a little bit? Let's talk. Can we talk about the SmackDown promo a little bit? I mean, we can talk yeah. about it on the Patreon. We can talk about the rest on Patreon, but because I feel like it's such a the 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 follow up to this. With none of the parties kind of like involved, but essentially Triple H, Nick Aldis, Adam Pierce, kind of like talking about the situation, and they're unveiling that they're going to figure out who Seth Rollins' opponent is going to be through these random series of matches, and we'll get to that when we get to the recaps on Patreon. But Triple H, kind of like showing that the feud is still there, the competition is still there. Yeah. And he's saying, ultimately, this is still my WWE. And no one, no one is going to, like, force him into kind of a decision. It was it was tough. I loved it. Yeah, it, it, it was good. And again, you're setting up the idea that it's Triple H versus now the board. <laughs> now right. it's like wrestlers versus the board. Wrestlers versus this dark kind of, like, situation here. And, um... You know, like it, it, it very much it, 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 it works. It works for me. I, I, I think we should. Should we go to to Raw too? I think we should go to Raw too. Let's, Let's do Raw. It all connects. It all connects because, at the end of the day, again, um, we have a situation now where Cody comes out and he, he, one of one of Cody's best promos, one of his best promos, uh, talks about the divide between. Uh, the Rock and how you know I'm he's not the Rock and you know the the, the Rock is is far more famous and you know is is a legend and now he's faced with not only Roman but the Rock um, and that and that leads it up to and, and it calls out Pat McAfee too I thought that he was funny when he said what are we supposed to do with the Nuggets <laughs> I was like yo that that is that was actually a good little little jab there I agree <laughs> like that that was that was that was pretty funny and again Pat McAfee annoying as annoying as ever. Uh, I, I really don't like him on this show. Can I be real? I, am I wrong for saying this? Nah, man, be really real. It's over I, here. I really do not like him on the show. I think that he has offered he 
honestly offers nothing, absolutely nothing for me. I honestly. think after after listening to Corey and Michael and Graves and th- like it's he offers very little outside of like just excitement, just energy, which is fine. It is what it is. Um, but I I also thought this Cody promo was tremendous. I think him setting the stage, I think him reclaiming the throne, I think him positioning himself as the guy at the end of the day. Um, But then Seth Rollins coming out. And I think this was one of Seth's best performances, maybe ever, because he, he has a lot to do in terms of recovering his role in all of this. Because like, they were saying he was a geek. And I was like, he's in the trailer. That he's clearly gonna be a major part of this fucking show. Yeah. They he did a lot in terms of re- rehabilitating what I think the perception was of him. He was like, first of all, he was like, listen, man, you gotta finish the story. <laughs> I get it. I get it. <laughs> you know, you gotta finish your story. Um, but he also says, like, listen. I'm if you need someone in your corner to take on this machine, because ultimately at the end of the day, it's still lending off of his promo from last week. Right. His promo was all about choose me. They're the Hollywood. They're the things. And look at what happens when, when, you know, road Cody got even like a taste of that. He immediately got shunned out. Like he didn't belong. Yeah. He he's Seth Rollins is saying like, listen, not only do you belong, but I belong, and we got to do our best to get these guys who would love to push us out the spotlight, love to say our titles aren't shit, love to say our families aren't shit, love to believe that they are bigger and they serve a higher purpose than us who have been working here 365 days a year while they've been coasting for a damn near, you know, once once every four years, once a decade, all this other stuff like that. Oh, you, you sound like you sound like you suck right now. Listen. <laughs> He brings up the fact that he's the one who created Roman, which I thought was a great touch. I talks thought it was about, nice. Talks about how if anyone knows how to destroy what it is, it's the guy who built it, and he was it's the he architect. Says, says he was the architect, and again, that gets a pop from the crowd. And he says, you know, if Cody needs somebody, then then he can consider him his shield there. And I was like, bravo, bravo, whoever wrote that. He fixed. They fixed it. Listen, yeah. in the past five days, they fixed it. No more questions. Whether this was planned or not, I've said this before, it doesn't even matter anymore because they 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 fixed it. It's fine. Everything's fine I now. I have a caveat, though, Meals. Okay. I'm worried. Call it, uh, call it, uh, what, 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 what do you want to call it? Uh, uh, I don't even know what to call it. <laughs> like, call, call it fear. I've been, I've been hurt before. I've been burned before. All right. Mm-hmm. Does this set up a Seth Rollins heel turn to screw Cody? I don't think so. I don't think it should be at all. Um, I'm not even. I didn't even think about that. Like, what would make you think about that? I think it's it's. I'm just thinking of all the ways the rug could get pulled <laughs> out from under us. Uh, because if 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 he's if he's in if he's in Cody's corner, I'm a I'm I'm. I'm still not not worried about that. You know what I mean? I, it still matters not because again, Cody didn't choose him. Seth could realistically lose his title at Mania, and that could be a reason why he would why he would do that. Um, 
I'm thinking of I'm thinking of all angles of how this could this could happen. I know it's Team Lipo till I die. Team Lipo till I die. All right. It's Team Lipo. Listen, it's all we got. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, meals. They're known to do some some screwy shit. I don't, I don't think I don't think that's the case. I think if anything, I'm more because of the direction has changed and it looks like it's going towards Drew McIntyre. Um, I'm more fortified that Seth Rollins will retain. Um, and that he will eventually be cashed on by Damian Priest. And then the Damian Drew thing will also continue to kind of like do a thing. Um, So I expect that for the summer. I expect Drew McIntyre, Damian Priest, Seth Rollins to kind of all be orbiting each other as we eventually lead into the fall where CM Punk will eventually return and that kind of like establish himself. I'm more set on that Cody Rhodes will stay a face, stay kind of like this anchor of Monday Night Raw. And uh, said Cody will be on Raw. I don't think Cody will be on Raw. I think Seth will be on Raw. Oh, you mean Seth? Okay. Yeah, yeah. And remain this anchor of I don't know. Raw's on Netflix. They gotta have somebody. Um, they gotta have multiple people for Netflix. But but to be honest, it's Netflix. Like it's a built-in audience. Who the fuck cares? There's no ratings anymore. Um. But yeah, that's what I I I can't see it. But I love the fact this is like feeling very cinematic to me. It's feeling very like superheroes teaming up kind of thing. And that's what the trailer gave me in, in this great kind of way. But it legitimately like, feels like Triple H mentioned the the tag match for the the open the, the main event of the first WrestleMania. Um I just listen, I again I, I'm I'm lipo till I die, but I'm like this. I, I think just with the way Seth's been treated, and and you know what I'm saying, trying to get them hot again, they they need not go back to Cody and Seth. I think that they you can leave them alone in terms of being antagonists to each other for a while. I'm just thinking of all options. You know what I mean? So that's that's just where I was. That's where I was at with it. I'm so we're we're almost sure it's going to be Rock and Roman versus Cody and Seth, day one of Mania. You think so? I think so. I think it have, has to be. Have him lose? I, yeah. It would be the beginning of the end. Um, oh, yeah, I mean, like, have, have Cody and Seth. Cody and Seth are assuredly losing that match. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like legitimately if The Rock steps in. I mean... You'll know. I mean, you got to do 50 50, I guess. Yeah. I feel like if if you're going to have Cody win the entire Jazz, you still got to keep Roman a little bit strong. But I also feel like there's also an opportunity for some chicanery with Rock and Roman Um, that leads to something that tells the bigger story or something along those lines. So. It's all up in the air. But I like the way that WrestleMania is currently set up from the main event standpoint. This is a good pivot. Right. I mean, literally, just a couple uh, weeks ago, it was supposed to be Cody. I mean, it was supposed to be Seth versus Punk. And it would have been a completely different Seth, you know? Um, now, we're seeing something a little bit different. And I'm, I'm really, really liking it. Oh, there it goes. There goes that honking. Did you also hear at the press conference their announcement or the press event? Sorry, the announcement of WWE Speed. Yes. Uh, uh, social 
graphic social first show for on on X. I'm like, damn, Elon really needed <laughs> needs some. I I was like, I didn't know anyone was producing original content for fucking X. Um, <laughs> it's begging, nigga, please, please, come on, y'all, y'all told me I was promised <laughs> last year <laughs> from Vince um, <laughs> that we would get this show, and now that he's gone, you tell me we don't have the show. Um, fifty two weeks a year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <All> the X. Yikes. <laughs> I am telling you right now, I will not be watching it. Uh I do know that they rec- they have recorded a lot of these matches at the at the end of last year. So a lot of these matches are gonna be old. Um so it's good to see they have a have a have a home for them though. I won't be watching. I guess. I mean, I don't know. It's a I'll watch the first one if I'm not entertained. Might see where it goes, but I ain't excited about no damn WWE speed. No. Sounds like a sounds like a drug addiction. Absolutely. Um, sounds like uh X. Uh <laughs> <laughs> X and <in> speed. <laughs> there you go. X on speed. That's crazy. Uh also the terrible story just keeps getting worse and worse with Vince McMahon. Uh with now uh actually uh a report that came out on Vice uh about Ashley Massaro uh revealing that Vince McMahon uh, sexually preyed on on several wrestlers, um, and and the cover up uh, of an incident that happened to her, uh, at a, I believe a tribute to the troops uh, taping a long time ago. Yeah, it was a situation where she was um, she feels like she was taken advantage of sexually at a tribute to the troops. She reported it as she was told to report it um, to where Vince McMahon pretty much said or the company essentially said like don't make it too hot because we want to continue our relationship with um the troops and we want to continue that relationship i don't know where lands with tribute to troops this year i mean this is very damning um mm-hmm. stuff like i i can't see i mean i don't know the troops haven't really gotten much i don't even think this is like a major new story to be like um, and not to say that it's not major, but it's like it hasn't like penetrated beyond wrestling media. I don't think so. Right. Um, besides Vice, but it's a uh, it's pretty damning. It's more damning of like the structure of WWE and how they treated stuff. And, and now it also comes into play that a lot of the female wrestlers who are also on the roster, besides the people who just work in the office, but now the female wrestlers were also preyed upon as well. So now you look at situations like that have been happening over the last pretty much 25 years, mm-hmm. um, featuring all of Vince McMahon, you know, all his, uh, all his, you know, his storylines on television and everything like that. All of that's come into question and all that comes into play. It'll be interesting to see if any more, um, former divas kind of like speak up on it um because i i highly doubt she was the only one um compared but yeah this is this is nuts and it's continuing to be more damning for the company and physic man himself and it's more um of a reason to continue to distance himself and he might not ever be mentioned featured anything on wwe television ever again he's he's cooked is as that's without question he's 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 a goner but i i think that again as as it goes on more things will come out and again like you said last week it's important to like to 
really just let this play out and stop trying to be like sleuths like when you're just you know behind a twitter fucking account you know what i mean like let let the let let the court and the journalists do what they got to do you know what i'm saying like I, I think that like going on a witch hunt who knew who didn't know i mean there was a report that came out they were just like oh he did these these ndas and shit without anybody knowing you know what right. i mean it's, just like, it's like you know like there's there's no fucking end to the depravity of this man you know what i mean so like instead of just trying to just you know trying to like guess it on your own let's like let's literally see what it was before before we right. do that you know what i'm saying like we don't we don't need to like we don't need to make him worse you know what i'm saying this nigga's already like the the dirt worse you know what i mean let's let's see how far that shit come uh comes out you know what i mean um but also mm-hmm. we have this question here about uh what's your temperature on nxt as we head into stand and deliver I know a lot of people. I have I've I have chose not to like speak on this because I think a lot of like NXT Tuesdays is like a really big part of our like Discord chat. A lot of people love that um, love that in our chat. Yes. Or whatever. Um, it's a huge thing, and and I think a lot of people are getting. I I wouldn't say uh, disenfranchised, but getting a little bit impatient or end or getting getting very uh, <laughs> fed up, if you will, <laughs> with with current NXT. Um, mm-hmm. so, the question is is what's your temperature on nxt and i think that my my answer or my my thought on it is the same as it always is i mean it was like nxt is a show with ebbs and flows and i think that right now a lot of what this show is is um essentially they are in a transitional phase let's just be real there it's in a transitional phase there's a lot of there's a lot of comings and goings meals like there's a lot of people that are that have gone already. Tiffany Stratton even, didn't even get a goodbye. <laughs> she just she was just gone the next week. Um, there's a lot of people that, that are that are leaving. Braun is probably going to be the next one to go. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of there's a lot of people that are trying to get established right now. And that that might be a little bit tougher for them now that like honestly they don't really have kind of the indie cachet to fall back on right now, right? Like they they yeah. they don't have that. They have a lot of the NIL people. They've also faced a ton of injuries that I think people aren't taking into account. Also, like there's a lot of people that are injured on that um, on that brand right now that are like literally just now coming back. Like they haven't really even done anything with the people that have come back yet. I look at NXT first of all. Want to say um, that the Carmelo Hayes thing last week was was great business. Very much so, uh, Shawn Michaels playing out his career with television. Um, Magic Shawn Michaels somebody a trick. (laughs) First of all, he was waiting months to wear that jacket. I'm sure. I'm sure he had that shit for a minute. Um, Because Melo, as bad of an actor as Melo is, that was a great promo. Um, Yeah. He made up for the bad acting. With that he part. made up for the bad acting. He's still a <laughs> terrible actor. Um, but yeah, I think we're going through a, a big transition phase. It's very, very... Again, I can equate it to probably NXT 2.0, and we're getting kind of used to that. You kind of got to go through ebbs and flows of like, okay, these people aren't really that good yet. Um, yeah. But they will get better over time. I remember Tiffany Stratton debut and where she was and now kind of where she's at now. 
You remember kind of like Braun Breaker's debut and where she is at and where he's at now. Von Wagner, he can go. Um, wow. He is, he, is, he is exactly where he was two, three years ago. But it's definitely a transition period. It's definitely a lot of interesting things going on. I'm be interested to see if they bring anyone to NXT. Um, I feel like it's interesting that they've stepped away from it since the end of last year. Um, considering that brought kind of like major success. Well, they, I mean, stand and deliver. They did it last year for stand and deliver. That's why I think it it could potentially happen again. Um, So I'm interested to see if they bring anyone back down to NXT. I think Dragunov, for for Dragunov, definitely, for sure. They're, They're getting somebody for him because there's nobody to me that's like on his level right now on that show other than Melo uh and to a lesser extent trick but i think mm-hmm. that also like it's not as simple as like call this person up or call this person up or, or let this person go up it's like it's, it's not really that simple because the show still needs its anchors in a lot of ways like tiffany is easy to go because like she wasn't really an anchor and it was in the and they really like her up there and it's just time it was just time for her to go you know what i mean right. she's been there two years it was just time i think that with people like roxanne it's like it's a little bit tougher to be like she needs to go now because like she's very much still an anchor on that show that has good matches with a lot of the women that aren't ready yet. You know what I mean? Like, and that's just really why I feel like she can't go yet. But I think that like a lot of people say, well, it's time to call people up. And it's like, no, like let them, let them figure their way out of this. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm, I'm really a fan of like how Sean and that whole team, they figure, they figure it out on their own. And I would, I would love to allow them to keep doing that. You know what I mean? Because I, I think that, I, that that's where the show shines, where they, they make a star out of somebody that was very unlikely at the, at the forefront. Like, we like Trick, but we didn't know the Trick would be Warriors right now because they right. worked and they created a really good story out of it. Um, and I, I, I'm, listen, they can, I've been listening, I've watched NXT for over a decade. You know what I mean? So, like, at the end of the day, I'm still going to watch it, whether it's the dirt worst and, whether it's the best, I don't think it's the worst it's been right now. I think going into stand and deliver, you have a really you have a lot of really strong matches that could happen. Uh, namely, you could have Trick and Mello. Uh, that could main event the show if you want to be for real with me. Like that, that can really main event the show. I think where they where they really kind of fall off is like the tag division right now for me is very lacking. Um, I, I get that they're trying to push like teams like OTM who have a they're they're solid, they have, but they have a lot of work to go. Um, mm-hmm. and, but I mean, they're getting a lot of the ladies in the formation. Lola Vice to me is like that could be somebody that's leading the division next year. That's how good she is. I still have to see more with her, but um, it's a they got like if you go to Wikipedia, that women's division is large, man. They got like at least thirty women on yeah. this NXT women's roster, which is kind of crazy. So Ruka will be back. Um, what's her name was back, but didn't seem to really have Nikita. anything going on. Yeah, Nikita. Like, all right, well, it makes me feel like if there's like some type. I mean, and again, this is this is conjecture, but it makes me feel like if there's like some type of attitude or something. Like, because did you see the interview where Sean said that that Nikita's gonna have to work for what she's everything she's getting or whatever? Like, did you see that little? I thought it was no. interesting. Yeah, he had an interview where he was just like, you know, Nikita is gonna have to work for it or so, something to that effect. And I was like, I thought it was an interesting quote. I was like, I, you don't, you rarely hear somebody like say that. <laughs> Like mm-hmm. a, a star that just came back, and then the week later she dropped to Blair Davenport, and I was like, "Oh, she must be." I feel like she must be having problems or something. It gotta be. Um, let's get into the final topic. 
Oh, girl, I've been dreading it, but go ahead. <laughs> it is official. I mean, it's as official as it's going to get at this point. They did the the AEW press releases, release it on Fightful first. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's part of the entire gig, but Mercedes Monet, it was reported late last week or early this week or whatever the fuck it was, um, that Mercedes Monet is expected to debut in AEW. And this week, last week on the show, we got Tony Khan's big announcement that they're returning to Boston. They got the two S's and the dollar signs. They got all the other jibber jabber jazz, all the other stuff that they got. Um, Mercedes Monet will be in AEW. We've talked about this in the Discord plenty of times, but um, <laughs> but more so for this. I all right. Here's here's how I would. Uh, here's how I want to phrase this. Or I want to. I want to give you two options, two questions. In the most ideal situation, what do you think is best for them to like? How Mercedes Monet is utilized in that company and what role she plays in the company at best, the ideal. And then I want to ask you, what do you actually think will happen? <laughs> I think she will come in. She is this the ideal or is this what you think is going to actually happen? Oh, ideal. Like, like, like the ideal. Know. What's the ideal use for Mercedes Monet, given her skill set, given her star power, given her everything? What's the most ideal use of her for AEW? Mercedes Monet truly reminds me of a talent such as Damian Lillard, right? Mm. All the intangibles to create a champion and a, you know, next level star. But you know what happens is that people keep buying into that hype and making it bigger than really what it is with no, like, intangibles, right? Like, with no, like, real things going on, right? Mercedes Monet is extremely, extremely talented. I think that your ideal way to really kind of, like, integrate integrate her that's the word into that roster would be to make it so that make it almost the opposite of what you're doing right now (laughs) have her come in and be and be working with talent that needs to to get help with somebody that is a veteran and a ring general such as she is i think that as as talented as she is as 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 as, this is the biggest like women's this is bigger than Britt Baker, all right. Let's just be clear. This is this is bigger than Britt Baker. Any other signing they've had, you know, on the women's side, ever. You know what I mean? And I think that you know it is ideal to, to have her work with some of the women that need it, that that are kind of on the up and up. Have her work with a Statland or have her work with you know a lot of different people. Women um, who are on the cusp, maybe. Yes, women who aren't quite there. I and you know what I'm I'll say it right now. Like, don't put her in the fucking title hunt already. Yeah, nah. That's that's the first thing I didn't want. Yeah, but here's the thing: it is the first thing that is going to happen, which leads me to the second, the second deal with 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 what you're asking. What is is actually going to happen? (laughs) You're going to put her in the title picture. They're going to put her in title picture, and and the thing is, is that I think that he's, I think that Tony's going to be going for the the small, like like you want a cookie nigga type shit. Like I book two women's matches. 
and people are going to say that it was Sasha's or, or Mercedes's impact that there was two women's matches on the show when he could have did that a long time ago. He didn't need to be, he, he didn't need his eyes opened by fucking Athena and Mercedes Monet. He could have been doing that a long time ago. This is a company that, that's young and, and they're in a different environment than fucking Attitude Era. You know what I'm saying? They could have been doing that. But I, I think that there's going to be a lot of like bad faith bullshit surrounding her that coming in. And I mean, I think in terms of just like even even like kind of moving the needle, so to speak, in that sense, like mm-hmm. it's, it's going to be the same as it always is in AW, bro. It's going to be that initial w- was handing. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's going to he's going to Tony's going to Tony, bro. Like he's going to he's going to Tony. She's going to be working with a bunch of people that nobody knows. And I think that one one intangible there that I think uh, our our homeboy Novak has brought up is that like she's been off TV largely for two years, and while other people have kind of like risen in her place, and I think that other than like online would have you believe that it's like way bigger than than what it is, but like she's been largely out of the public eye in terms of like non wrestling things. Right. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see who actually like remembers what's up. You know what I mean? And and I, I wish her the best. I'm glad that this fucking time is over. We don't have to fucking wonder or, or ask about it or whatever. Like, and, and hey, good luck, man. Because you, what you're getting is a, is a talented dynamo of a performer. But what you're also getting is what people don't want to talk about is that, like, there's also a lot of weird things that happen with her that no one ever has excuses for or no one ever has ex- explanations for. And I hope that that doesn't happen here. I think the most ideal use for Mercedes in this moment, and the thing is, her skill set is she's a. Everyone will make you believe that you know, um, she's one hundred percent a star. Could be on the level of all the types of other stars. <clears throat> and she, 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 she mm, nah. But they. My thing is with Mercedes, like. I don't think she even stuck around long enough to get the moment yet. <laughs> like yeah. as big as she was, she didn't stick around enough for where the stars to align for this moment yet. Like how Bailey is doing now, how Becky is doing now, how Charlotte, I mean, Charlotte, it's always kind of aligned for her. She was the chosen one, but I don't think she was particularly along there long enough for the stars to align for them to be, to go through the process where it feels like there's bad faith, so much bad faith that you can use that kind of momentum to swing yourself back up. You know what I'm saying? I think she always decided they don't value me. I'm out. (laughs) They don't value me. Like things didn't go right. So she just decided to go left. You know what I'm saying? And I think with her skill set, I don't think she's a particular, I don't see them doing any other major ratings. The women's might not drop as much as they do for the women's segments, but I don't expect it to be some dynamo thing where she picks up where everyone left off and all this other stuff like that. Cause they've had stars and they have stars and it's just AEW doesn't know how to do with them, what to do with them. But I think legitimately her skill set is because she's so good at wrestling, she's going to end up being that person who's literally just having these matches. <laughs> like at this point, you need to be able to tell stories. You need to be able to craft narratives. You need to be able to do that. But I think this company is so obsessed with wrestling matches um, she's going to be put in a situation, like you said, she's going to be just start wrestling people who people have no idea where she is on a random Friday night or random Saturday night. Um, 
Japanese Joshi star or something like that on a on a random night that never been introduced. Yeah, the ideal situation for her is take your time. Mm-hmm. D- take the road that Punk chose. Punk could have immediately came in and decided I'm ch- I'm challenging Kenny Omega. It's a match we've never seen. Too. Here's the thing, too, Mills. There ain't no road. Who's she about to be wrestling? The bunny? Like, oh, she's gone. But who's she about to be wrestling? Ruby Saw? <laughs> like, there, there ain't no road there. I think they got to pave it. Like, they're they're looking at her. Here's the thing. Here And here's the challenge for her. Mercedes is in a position where she is now the only person there. She don't got to worry about no Bailey, no Becky, no Bianca, no Charlotte, no no. It's the, no, it's the, it's the Mox effect, huh? <laughs> Yeah, it's it's, it's all the Mox not having to worry about Roman or Rollins or anybody else. It's Jericho not having to worry about Cena or Triple H or Austin. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's how can you can you carry a division largely on your own? Your fans think you can. Your fans think you can. That division is is largely like it 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 is anchored by a woman who only wrestles in black and white, bro, or does promos in black and white. That, so that's your bar is super low in terms of what you can do. They're bringing you in like you're the second coming of, of of fucking CM Punk at this point. I just hope that they know. I just hope that they know what they're what they're getting into. Because again, what happens when she got to lose? It's a tough we, dude. every single time she got to lose, bro. Something weird. She, she only yeah, she only wants to lose when she's booking herself to lose. But yeah, but it's the same thing again. I say you have the opportunity. I mean. You're right. There is no road that's been paved like the CM Punk road. There is no Darby Allen, who's a star who's kind of like on the cusp, who needs that. You get that opportunity and suddenly there's no looking back because Darby's career has been better since he's faced CM Punk, to be honest with you. Um, But there isn't that star yet in AEW who can carry themselves on the mic, who can carry themselves on the ring, who can do all the other stuff. You have talented women. Um, Lord knows why Athena's still in ROH, but it is what it is. Um, but they don't have that star yet, so it's a little bit different for them to carry. Yeah, I hope they don't do. The thing is, with the I'm not sure when Jamie Hayter returns. I'm not sure when Britt Baker returns. I'm not sure when any of them return. Um, but Sasha needs to go up against quite honestly a very big notable heel on that show and they just don't have one other than tony storm the focus the centric has been around tony storm maybe they do diana perrazzo maybe they do that maybe diana perrazzo loses and she goes against um mercedes diana perrazzo needs a stylist you need to get king troy (laughs) i saw her in some shit the other week last week i think that was nuts i was like what the hell is this person wearing right now this shit looks crazy fashion sure over and sheen are just everyone's best friend from the i'm WWE sure athena like that outfit i'm sure athena like that outfit because girl <laughs> you ate that um but no it's a it's definitely like the road the road in aew for the women has been pretty much it's been bad for the last two years. It's been interrupted. The momentum that they had, the moments that they have, don't even feel like moments anymore. They feel like kind of like gimmies. The Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker thing was so long ago that it doesn't even feel like there's any upward trajectory moving from that. Where is um, Thunder? She's on um, Collision or Rampage. 
she beat up somebody um, the other week. Uh, but she's around, kind of. But she's clearly not back where she was. You know what I'm saying? She's been ousted from... She didn't even lose her title straight up and not even get another chance at it. Yeah. <laughs> um, it'll be interesting to see what they do with her. Um, I don't know what to even do for the debut. To be honest with you, I don't know what Mercedes Monet says. Hey, I'm here. <laughs> like, what do you what do you say? She hasn't been ousted from wrestling for the last 25 years. So the the fanfare from all of this to me is like, does she show up in AEW and just like, it's going to be very self serving. I know, and it's not going to be necessarily a bigger moment like the Punk thing, which is why I'm interested. Punk thing, you're appeasing to an audience that hasn't had you for almost a decade. And wanted you back so much. Mercedes Monet has never really been about the people. It's never really been about a bigger thing than her. The hey, biggest thing is her, you know? She's going to talk about the, the women's division and how she's here to level niggas up. So that'll be a nice little uh, little gag. But even then, it's still about her, I hey, guess. But... Okada too? Or is Okada going to get the... Mm, that's what I forgot to keep put in. Okada is apparently going to AEW. The first rainstorm or whatever the fuck, or the next rainstorm, or making it rain. What, what's the what? What is it? What's the, what's I cannot think of a. I don't want to say this is the worst decision he could have chose, but it's definitely the least interesting decision. It's definitely and a decision <laughs> that he made. <laughs> I think I don't know who got in his ear about this NXT shit, or who got in his ear about like. I mean, there's certain things with WWE you're expected to do. You can't live in Japan and work in WWE. It's just not going to happen. Um, yeah. You're moving to Florida. And if you want to see your family, you're bringing them too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, there are people who have, I mean, EO still lives in America. I think her family's still in Japan. Not sure yet. Um, but it's a very, very tough situation. But, you know, she's also a women's champion now. So it kind of like, it made sense and she got what she got out of it. Um, Okada, man, I can't see in any particular way that you're going to be served by this decision when you're facing Daniel Garcia in like four Saturdays from now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I can't see how there's one championship. This man has plotted the course out for that championship for maybe the last two years. And that Okada's supposed to fit in this somehow. I think the idea would be uh, maybe Okada, Osprey, and Wembley. Like, that's the first thing I thought of. And I was just like, I, yeah, like. That's so whack. That's because like, <laughs> it's not even his idea. You know what I'm saying? It's not an AEW original idea. Yeah. Yeah, if I was like, New Japan, I would be like, yo, I need something on that. I need some you need to send me something for that. <laughs> what matchups do you feel as though are like I guess Okada Mox is cool. Okada Omega. Okada Omega. <laughs> Okada Omega with like one arm and half a shoulder is gonna be quite interesting to watch when he comes back. Um I would love to see Okada versus MJF. I think it's someone who can kind of like, if you need someone to like bring out a little bit more personality in Okada and also be 
someone who can take all his offense, I think you put him against MJF. If MJF come back a heel, are we um, of the mind that Okada is not cutting no promos? I have no idea what the fuck he's doing, bro. I I, I mean, it, you know, you know, love who you want to love, live how you want to. People live. are scared of WWE. I feel legitimately feel like people are scared to fail, and it's a very very weird. He could just as easily fail in W in AEW. Not saying he will. No, he can just as easily, but chances are, because of how lauded he is and how many people are there, chances are he won't fail. In fact, right. a lot of his peers will now be in the fail because he's there. <laughs> um so it's a when he's feuding with Don Callis and them, when he gets his Jericho feud, we're all gonna remember this. <laughs> Yeesh. I don't know, man. Like I again, you know, shout out to him getting the back. I never thought you I mean you could you could go back a month ago on this show. I never thought he was coming to anywhere else but AEW. Like it's it's just it's comfort. People like comfort, man. People like comfort. People don't like to come out of the comfort zone. That's why I'm like, when you look at the Nakamura decision a little bit differently every time, because it's like he really chose to like do that and you know, he he got what he got and whether you know, make whatever decision you want to make on where his career is gone, but like largely i mean even even now on his on his upswing of, of him being able to main event raws but not beat uh cody rhodes uh he he could you know legitimately make a claim that like he's probably like the best like him and oscar are probably the best booked asian superstars they've ever had right no you're right he's like like him and oscar are like the best booked i mean i i love i the love Eagles having her moment right now like yeah like it's a lot. I love the idea of, of, of Asuka being a failure in America. Like, that is so, like, nothing. <laughs> like, she's the most decorated Japanese superstar ever <laughs> in America. Like, your, your, your job now is to make Okada up to that. And, I and like, I don't know if... I just think, again, like, you know, you call them, like, people call it empty, empty, you know, accomplishments. But, like, a, a Royal Rumble win isn't an empty accomplishment. You know what I mean? Man evading MSG isn't an, isn't it? You know what I mean? Like, these are all things that are, like, big deals. You know what I'm saying? I guarantee his first pay-per-view matches in, like, a six-man tag. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. Is it against Danielson again? No. He has a – Danielson has a pay-per-view match. He's facing um the cop. Um, oh, Eddie Kingston. There we um, go. Yeah. You you think that like and again it's like I just find it hard to get excited about a lot of this stuff because I I, I think that like again AEW they're good match mer- merchants but I think that everything in between it is kind of like you're on the, you're on the same show with like you know what I mean like you're you're on the same show with really good matches but you're also on the same show with like the Bucks doing what they're doing right now you know what I mean it's Bro. it's like there's a there's oh a sense god. of <laughs> oh my god don't, don't get me know. started. That's a whole thing I can do next week about how bad that is and how everyone's lapping it up. And I'm like, bro, there's no way you can be lapping it up. This is legitimately the laziest gimmick that I've ever seen ever. Wasn't even fully thought through and it's on television. Also petty. Also really petty. Also Very. Petty. need to let it go. Whatever it is that they got with, with that punk situation, they, they should probably let that go. It's, it's over. You want, like, I've never seen uh, sore winners. <laughs> I mean, like like you you won you got him because out. they because they're losers by nature <laughs> that is true that is true you got you got that right like i i've just never seen sore winners in any aspect act like that y'all are acting totally different like that that is just really weird y'all would not do this shit it's just weird but again it's like <sighs> the okada tv matches would be fire i guess 
but it, but it, but I but like I said, like Tony's Tony's toy box is now full. There is no more meals. There is no. There is no. He got them all. It's he it's so all. weird. It's bro. Osprey can continue live where he live and work at AEW. Um, mm-hmm. Pac just shows up once every six months for three weeks and then goes back where he comes from. Yeah. Um, all these people who are living afar, they're not really gaining anything. And they haven't gained anything. Um, you can't you can't work for an American company and live in another country. I don't even know what they does for taxes. That's like uh, Yoki. That's like Yoki going home every after every game, Bruh, Every game, like for what? Like to know. really maximize your exposure, your success, for all the things you got to live in America. And that's what WWE is like. Yo, bro, he got them all. Look, he if, got Jay White. He got Monet. He got Okada. He has them all. You gotta, you gotta do something with it, and it can't just be Wembley every year. Like I, I just don't see how it's conducive to this show to continue to sign people where you have not properly given the people that you have like the best shine. Like there's no, you know, there's no press event like we saw last week that's happening for them right now. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just scrums, nigga. <laughs> I guess, bro. It's, it's all about the scrums. I did it all for the scrums. I did it for the scrums. I don't know. Uh, yeah, Okada. Good, good luck, man. I, I don't know if I'll. It'll hit the same, but the guy ran out. He ran out of the the. the here's the thing. He's leaving a company that of, of which he ran out of like meaningful matchups with all their talent there to a company where forty five to fifty percent of the people there you've already had matchups with, and it's the same thing. So yeah, I don't know. With Maybe he'll face Darby Allen. Worse storytellers than, than Gato, by the way. Like, like worse storytelling. Let's just be clear. Hey, like, terrible. Hey, man, Okada versus Jeff Hardy, man. That's what the people want to see. Well, uh, I think that's it for everything. A little bit longer, a little bit of a longer show this week. But thank you guys yeah. for rocking. We're going we're gonna to go over to uh, Patreon and talk about the rest of SmackDown and Raw, uh, the, the non-Cody and, and, and Roman parts, which... There's, there's a lot of stuff going on on these shows. So we're going to take a look at that. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back next week with more on the A-Show. We're going to have Elimination Chamber predictions, Neil. So uh, it's going to be a show that we're not going to be up watching live, but we're going to be – Fuck no. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, right? So hopefully the car will be finished by then. So we'll see what happens next week. And we'll also be talking about the Rock and Roman showing up on SmackDown this week as well. So uh, that was it. So, uh, yeah, for Meals, I am Justin. Thank you guys for listening to the A-Show, and we'll be back next week. Peace.